You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. One more road game left to go. And Arizona State heads out on the road this Saturday to take on Oregon State at Reeser Stadium in Corvallis. And we're going to talk about that and a whole lot of things pertaining to Sun Devil football over the next hour here live at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Coach Edwards just looked at me like they don't record intros with my name on it. <laughs> exactly. So it's, you know, it's it takes it costs a lot of money to do that. Yes, Tim Healy is off tonight. I'm Jeff Munn, the uh, pre- and post-game host for ASU football and the play-by-play voice. Now, hang on. I, I got a bigger ovation for you. The play-by-play Uh-oh. voice of your 19th-ranked Arizona State University women's basketball team. That's a bit. There you go. And uh, Tim is on assignment tonight uh, with the men's basketball team. They're home openers tonight in about an hour at uh, Desert Financial Arena against Central Connecticut State. The coverage of that will be on KTAR News 92.3 FM. Uh, I wanted to bring on Coach right off the top. I know we usually kind of hold him back until we start the body of the show. But I wanted to bring him on at the beginning. First of all, Coach, good evening. Good evening. Uh, we wanted to acknowledge something right off the top, some sad news that occurred in the Sun Devil football family a couple of days ago. Danny Gonzalez's mother passed away. She had been battling a number of health issues, and we certainly wanted to take the time to express our sympathies to the Gonzalez family, and uh, it's been a tough couple of days. It's been a tough stretch for him. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a tough month uh, for his family, and um, all those that had known about this have... have uh, reached out to Danny and his family and um, you know it's one of those deals uh, I know when my father passed uh, the only thing that I could come to grips with uh, was that uh, God needed another angel absolutely and uh, sometimes uh, you know life uh, is funny Uh, we we take it for granted sometimes and then all of a sudden when you lose a loved one realize we realize how precious life is and how family is especially when it's a parent and uh we certainly as i said send our condolences to the entire gonzalez family now uh as difficult as it is we'll transition into the football portion and let's get right to it we format this show like a football game so let's put it on the tee and kick this thing off welcome to all aboard presented by coors light first quarter mention again that we're live at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Great place to come, enjoy food, beverages, and there's uh, plenty of that around here this evening. Along with a whole lot of Sun Devil fans, you can applaud again to make yourself known. <laughs> they they come out. Yeah, they're, they're they here do. every Thursday. Boy, they do. What, they, are, they are the best. They, they do. They really are. All right, got a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan in, in here, too, all of a that's sudden. That's right, because the Steelers are playing yeah, tonight Steelers against are, Cleveland. Yeah, okay. That's a big game for both teams, and uh, certainly that's one of a number of things that are on the screens. The ASU basketball game will be on the uh, screens, too. As soon as they get that team from Tucson off the screen, they can get rid of that. <laughs> but just the same, um, a tough loss last week in a lot of respects. I, I, let, me, let me take it from the, the plus side of things. I was so impressed with the way your team responded after they got down. Because we've seen a lot of instances over the years. If you're if you're a young team and you get down 28-7 after one quarter, there's a tendency to say it's just not our day. But your, your team has exhibited that character pretty much the entire time you've been here. They have. And... Uh you know, I'll give them credit for that, um, but I won't give them credit for, for going down so early. And, and that's kind of been our Achilles heel when you look at all the games we've lost. 
Um, right now, the first quarter has been a miserable quarter for us. Um, we've been outscored 57 to, to 14. So we, we found ourselves in another hole uh, for a lot of it due to our own errors. Uh, to, to, and I'm not going to take anything from the opponent that, that put us in the hole. Um, but we, we have to clean up some things, and, and we haven't done that. And we find ourselves behind. And it works both ways, whether offense scores or the defense allows big plays, whatever it may be. But through it all, you, you, you see that these guys have a fortitude, and, and, and they don't let that affect the rest of the game. And that's a good thing, but the, the problem is you're always playing catch-up. And, and that's, that's difficult to do, to, to try to give spot people points and then yeah. say, oh, by the way, now we're going to try to win. That's hard. When you look at the film, we talk about the first quarter problems. Is it schematic that's that's troubling the defense? It's a little bit of everything. It's it's on both sides of the ball, and it's the Sun Devils beating the Sun Devils. The Sun Devils have done a good job of beating them. I mean, you know, they play each other. They just kind of it's not about the opponent. We play each other, and we beat ourselves up, and then after a while, we say, oh, you know, we're playing against ourselves. Let's stop turn the ball over. Let's let's, yeah. let's stop giving them big plays in the passing game. Uh, you know, let's stop you know, with, the, with the foolish fouls, all that. And then we figure it out and we go, okay, now we're going to play again. Well, by the end we're down and we're trying to fight our way back. You, uh, I listened back to your Monday press conference and you had some interesting things to say about the, the level of expectation, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball going into this season after such a strong year last year that sometimes that's a challenge too, just meeting your own expectations. Well, that's just human nature. And I think we can all, all we've all been there, um, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's being an athlete. Uh, your first year is kind of one of those years there's no expectations. Because you're new on the job, right? And people say, "Well, we don't know." And then all of a sudden, you you play or you you go to work, and then the next year, oh, these expectations are piled up. And and, and then how do you deal with success if you had some success early, right? Right. And and it happens to athletes a lot. You see it in all sports. Um, happened to me, you know. Yes, you came, talked about that Monday. Came to the National Football League. I was only starting rookie in the league because right. I'm corner. I was feeling good about myself, you know. Second year, I said, "Ooh, all right, a little bit different now, right?" Yeah. And then you got to find your way. And a little bit of that has something to do with us. A little bit of it has to do with when you play that many young guys, they, they tell you in the NFL, if for every rookie you play, you're going to lose the game. Yeah. For everyone you start, yeah. you're probably going to lose. So we make errors, and, and, and we've talked about it, and we've got to clean it up. And when we do, we'll give ourselves a better chance to win. Let's talk about the quarterback situation. I don't know if we have anything definitive to say at this point about Jaden for Saturday. Well, I've got a feeling he's going to play. I've got this funny feeling that yeah. he's going to play. Well, you're the head coach. <laughs> yeah, you've got a feeling he's, gonna, he's playing. He's going. I didn't say that last week, uh, but uh, this week I can say he's going to play. Let me uh, give you a chance to talk a little bit too about Joey Ellen. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the story you told Monday about what you said to him before before the game. What you said to him in the locker room. Yeah, and basically I didn't mess with him all week. You know, we knew he was going to start. I mean, I knew that probably Monday, and uh, I didn't bother. him. Burko and coach coached him, and I left him until we went out on the field. I looked at him. I said, hey. he looks at me with this, you know, kind of sideways look. I said, go have fun. Just have fun. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, the first play is his run play, right? Supposed to be a run, first play. Right. He audibles and throws a goal route. I said, he's having fun. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's having fun. He checked off the run and threw a goal route. I said, okay, he's okay. Yeah. Hey, he's fine. Go have fun. The moment I noticed was when he f- threw the first touchdown pass. I'm sitting up in the press box with Mark Brand, 
And if you remember, there are two defenders that were coming at Joey. Oh, yeah. He, and yeah. he just floated the pass to Kyle Williams. And when it was caught, I turned to Mark. I said, now he can relax because yeah. he got that touchdown pass. And it's always hard for a guy that hasn't played, especially at the quarterback position, um, when you haven't been, you know, he was going to get into one game and then um, UCLA. Right. And, and then what happened was we got a false start, so he, right. he didn't play because Jaden had to go out for a play because of whatever. Right. And so he didn't play that game. So this was a game, and I kept, you know, I kept saying, I said, the thing early is the speed of the game for him because he hasn't right. played in a live game. And I said, those guys he's playing against are really fast. And I said, the speed of the game, he's got to adjust. And by about the midway second quarter, he had adjusted to it. He had figured it out, how fast these guys were. Because the one interception that he threw, uh, we talked about it. I said, you know, you got to look the guy up. He said, coach, those guys are really fast. I said, yeah, they're yeah. really fast. Yeah, they <laughs> right? <are>. They <laughs> he are. didn't look the safety off. He threw it over there. I said, that guy's really fast, man. You can't yeah. look him off, right? But he figured it out. And, and, and that's a credit to Joey. To Burko, um, to Coach Likens, I and mean, they did a great job with that kid, getting him ready to play. And the team knew, the team knew Monday he was going right. to play. I mean, it was just a matter of okay, he's got to go play. Mike Burkovici, by the way, is one of our guests this evening. The other thing about making the transition to Joey Yellen is he's much more of a drop back, strong arm passer. So the offensive line had to make uh, some adjustments, and I, I know that was probably part of their preparation last yeah, week. Yeah, big time. And, you know, they moved the pocket. We did some boots and some waggles with him. And the first play or the first series was kind of ironic because, uh, the, you know, they came off the edge free and hit him. Yeah. And I was going, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. We got issues yeah. early. Yeah. <laughs> they hit him. And then after that, we blocked him. For the most part, we blocked yes. them. They did a good job of yeah. blocking those guys. And, yeah. and you move the pocket, and he did a good job. I mean, the kid is great. I mean, just to sit there all these times, you know, he comes in here with Jaden and, and, and Ethan, and they're all competing to be the quarterback, and, you know, he had to take a back seat. And, and him and him and Jaden have a really great – and all three of them, with Ethan involved, they all have a great relationship, all three of those guys. Boy, that's important, too. It is. It is. It is. The, uh, the other thing I know you talked about Monday was you're, you're still trying to figure out ways to get Eno Benjamin more involved in the offense. It's not for a lack of effort because he's he's been grinding and there's not a lot of room up the middle. I know you talked in August about trying to utilize him more as a pass receiver to, to get him out in space. Yeah, and and, and, and the problem is we didn't know we were going to start two freshmen at offensive right. line. And so now all of a sudden you got to protect the quarterback. Well, he's got to stay in a lot of times and chip the defender that's trying to you know, get to the quarterback. So at times we can't get him out as much as we'd like. Um, but we got to find a way to get him the ball. You're exactly right because he's, he's a big threat for us. And we got to get our run game going. You know, we got to be more balanced. But here's the problem. The last two times we played, mm-hmm. I looked up at the score and I said, is this really the score? I mean, we were down so many points. Yeah. All of a sudden the run game's out the window because now you're trying to catch up. You know, I'm looking at the score. I'm going, that's not right. Can it be right? Yeah. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of points in the first quarter. Yeah, and it, it it speaks to the, the way the strategy of the game is played. Even though it's the first quarter, you've got to abandon the run for at least a little while. Well, you got you got to get some points on the board so you can get this game settled down again. That That's the problem. You know, when you when, when the game's out, you're going, uh-oh. And, and, and all of a sudden, your offense is not clicking, and you might go a couple series where it's three and out. Then you're like in this mindset of boys we we gotta we gotta we gotta do something we gotta score some points here you know and so we've gotten behind and that's due to us i mean i'll give the other team credit oh sure i'm not taking anything away we got beat okay but a lot of it is due to error to 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 
our error. Right. Yeah. Not so and much them as us. Yeah, and it, and I think that speaks to the to the comeback in the game. Once the errors started to subside, you make up all that ground. Well, they scored 28 points, and they scored three points next three quarters. They had right. 350 yards on offense, and then from the second quarter till the end of the game, they had them 25. I don't know. Yeah. The same guys played. Right. I mean, they, they, now, now maybe some other guys were wearing the jersey in the beginning. That's what I yeah. told them. Somebody else barred your jersey. You let, you let some guys, you know, your buddies play the first half or the first quarter, and then you decide to start playing again, which you can't do that. Yeah. That uh, certainly, as I say, the comeback was very impressive. We're going to talk more about Oregon State mm-hmm. a little bit later on in the program, but just a, a quick thought about Oregon State overall. A better second year for Jonathan Smith. They're still in the hunt for bowl eligibility. They, they are. So that's a huge game and, for and them. They, they, yeah, and for us, too. Yes. And they've got some nice wins. They went on the road, beat UCLA. They beat Arizona on the road. Uh, they've got somebody else on the road, too. Cal. Cal. Yeah. Cal on the road. And, and, and Jonathan's a very good coach. He played yeah. quarterback. Yeah. And so his offense is kind of structured around how he plays quarterback. He's a really good play caller. Yeah. They do a really good job. They, they do a good job of running the ball, throwing the ball, uh, a lot of uh, misdirection with boots and waggles. And they, they're they pretty good. Their offense is good now. I yeah. mean, it, they, if, if you don't get that thing settled down, boy, that that scoreboard starts going bing, bing, bing. And they got off to some early leads, too, when they won. Yeah. You know, they jumped on UCLA early. It was, it was kind of like our game. I remember right. I watched that Oregon State uh, UCLA game and yeah they had them down twenty one nothing Arizona same Arizona same thing I mean they yeah, got up early that's right you know, they got up early so they're they're we're gonna have our hands full there's keeping no doubt them, about that keeping them under control is gonna be a key well as I said uh, Mike Burkovici will be with us on the show tonight coming up next we're gonna go offense and defense with George Lee on the defensive no, side no no George no I'm sorry I'm getting it mixed we up we got Ethan yeah, and Ethan. we got Rowe. I was told George wasn't here, and I had it on the brain. That's okay. But that's all right. But we will have them coming up in our next segment and a little bit later on, Mike Bercovici. So stay with us. We'll be back with more of All Aboard with Herm Edwards live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen right after this on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Hey, a reminder, even a Sun Devil needs to chill. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. We're live at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. And if my friends out here will will help me, we'll prove that we're live. Come on, a little, little clapping here. People are killing me. I'm trying to prove that we're live, and you're just kind of sitting there looking at me like, huh? Uh, I'm Jeff Munn in for Tim Healy. We welcome you to All Aboard with uh, Herm Edwards. It's our second quarter. And it's time to visit with a couple of student-athletes from our outstanding football program. Let me bring on defensive lineman Zoe Wilkins. Or Roe Wilkins. I can't, why did I look at that? Roe Wilkins, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a big round of applause. Out of Sour Lake, Texas. Yes, sir. And the gentleman known to most is Captain America, quarterback Ethan Long from Westland, Oregon. I was just... Asking you before we came out of the commercial, where is Wes Lynn in relation to Corvallis? You said it's about 40 minutes away. Yeah, it's about 45 minutes. How many fan? How many friends, family are coming to Reeser Stadium Saturday? Um, right now I think 20 to 25. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah. And and really, how, I mean, where is uh, where is Sour Lake, Texas? Uh, it's near Beaumont, which is about an hour and a half from Houston. Okay, so you're, it, would it be close to Texas A&M? No, I know Beaumont is toward the south, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm about two hours from A&M. Okay, 
I don't know why we need to worry about Texas A&M on this program, but I just thought we'd bring that up. Um, let me start with Ethan. Um, last Saturday was a, a different experience, I'm sure, because you move up a little bit on the depth chart. If anything happens to Joey, right. you're on. So right. I know you're always focused every game, but was it a little different Saturday? Um, well, it was a little different in being only in the mindset of a quarterback because um, being able to split, play special teams has been a lot of fun and um, being able to prepare for um, the opposing teams, special teams, um, has been in my weekly plan. But last week as being a backup, I just focused on quarterback and um, spending a little more time in film and um, preparation in the game plan and really honing in on what their defense is and their um, their structure and their coverages was, was a was – a, pinpoint that I focused on and um, yeah it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun to get back into the only QB role but you did play as I remember one play out of the Sparky formation yep we don't call it that other name yeah here. you right, do know right. that no, yeah okay. no that's totally fine um, and I, I guess this week more opportunities to play special teams since it appears Jaden will play uh, yep Jaden will play um, and we'll see what what happens to come um, against OSU Bro, we were talking with Coach the first segment about some of the struggles early in games, and uh, I noticed that from about the second quarter on, you guys got a lot more pressure uh, on Slotus in the in the from the second quarter on, and not so coincidentally, they only scored three points. What changes were made first quarter, second quarter? Uh, I just think it's uh, settling into the game. Um, you know, we, we need to do a better job, and that's something that the coaches have stressed during practice this week of starting fast. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I just think that uh, after when we got shocked, uh, we, we stepped up and we, we faced the competition. But ne- going into next week, I think that we're going to – we should start faster, and uh, that's what we're going to shoot for. Yeah, and, it's, and we know this is not a, an issue of focus. You guys are ready to go right from the opening bell, but a lot of times uh, some of it has to do with field position where a team is operating, what they can do offensively if they're pinned deep in their own territory. There's a lot of things they can't do, and so that plays into it as well. Yeah, we're always ready to go. We go into every game with a, uh, you know, a mentality to win, and uh, you know any football player that steps on the field should have that mentality. Uh, we uh, we need to learn to respond um, to adversity a little better early on, and uh, I think that uh, we're going to do that moving forward because um, that's something that we've stressed this week, and uh, we're going to get it done. You face an offense that has a really solid uh, quarterback-receiver combo. Jake Luton is a guy that has really had a really strong year for Oregon State, so obviously... Uh, we don't want to give away the game plan here, but you want to get as much pressure on him as you possibly can. Yeah, it's the same game plan every week. Uh, get pressure on the quarterback, uh, cover over the top, and make sure no uh, explosive plays are made. And, you know, we'll just uh, try to get off the field on third down. Um, we're, we're definitely uh, game planning for the uh, offensive line. We do that every week. And uh, we have a couple, you know, things in that – we can get some pressure on them. How would you how would you assess their offensive line? Um, I mean, to be honest, uh, I don't really think that we've played a, an offensive line that that we couldn't hang with all year. Um, this offensive line, in particular, uh, was not overly impressed with, and it's just another opponent that we need to come after. Absolutely. Roll Wilkins, Ethan Long, joining us on all aboard with Herm Edwards from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Um, who, who first gave you the name Captain America? Was it Coach? 
Uh, yeah, Coach Moore, okay. I, I think, did. And then um, just kind of stuck along and just finding a role in the team and just doing whatever the team wants me to do. So take me through how many different positions do you think you could play? If somebody said to you, we need you to go out, we got an emergency, we're a little short on, on defensive backs. <laughs> Is that something you feel like, okay, I'll go take a shot at it? I mean, yeah, I'd take a shot at it for sure. Um, game time situation. It'd be, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a little different. To do. I mean, being a quarterback helps a lot because I understand coverages pretty well. But um, I think in due time, um, being able to learn the position, I'd be able to be able to give a shot at it. That's a great point, too, because as a quarterback, when you're asked to play other positions within the offense, mm-hmm. It probably, I, I would think that it's, it's. I'm not going to say the word easy, but you can adapt to it a little better because as a quarterback, it's like being a catcher in baseball. you got to know where everybody is. Right, yeah, definitely. If you if you don't know what everyone's doing on the field, you're, you're not doing your job. Right. right. But, yeah, no, definitely that helped, um, especially in um, fall camp when I was um, playing quarterback and playing some slot and some fullback and things like that. I just knew what the receivers were doing, what the slots were doing, and what I was supposed to be doing. So that helped a ton. And, um it kind of just contributes to everything throughout the offense. Coach was talking in the first segment about young players and the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. Week one to now, has it slowed down a bit? Oh, yeah, tremendously. Yeah. Um, there is a difference from high school to college, definitely. Um, but you get used to it. We right. quarterbacks were talking about it the other day. It's just it's the same game. Um, guys are a little smarter, which kind of makes it easier because guys are where they're supposed to be. It's not like you have someone that's in the wrong place. But um, the game slows down, and it just becomes fun. It becomes football. Well, you, you're a redshirt senior, so you've been around football at this level for a while. How long did it take you to kind of – I'm sure you had the same feeling when you started your collegiate career that – boy, this thing is really fast. How long does it take for it to kind of slow down? Yeah, um, I started actually uh, third game of the season after injury and uh, my freshman year, and I was playing nose guard. And so it was definitely took some adapting for me considering I was a 250-pound nose guard. Uh, but uh, I uh, I picked up on it. Um, you know, I just I just kind of came with the same intensity and, and entrusted my, uh, my teammates around me. Uh, and just really just focused on my job and I uh, didn't try to do anything more than that. Um, you know, I didn't try to be somebody that I wasn't. I just knew what gap I was supposed to be in, knew what fit I was supposed to have, and I did that, and uh, it worked out. I, I know that uh, much has been made throughout the season about the the youth on the offensive line, and I know that everybody in this in your locker room is pulling on the same rope so i'm sure you've got a lot of empathy for what the young offensive linemen are going through because when you line up against young offensive linemen you know that that's their they face quite a challenge yeah um you know for the thing about offensive line is it takes it takes time and it takes a uh, you know, sometimes even uh, years to learn how to, uh, you know, it's such a simple position, but a very technical position. And, uh, you know, I I uh, definitely can understand how it, it's hard for a younger guy to play that position. Defensive line, it's just kind of, you know, go with intensity and, right. you know, just wreck stuff. But uh, offensive line's a little bit more, uh, you know, you gotta you got to think a lot. You've got to understand, uh, you know, who's going to be coming on the defense. And uh, it's it's definitely a, a a big step for some guys to make early. From what you've seen of Luton on the film, is he is he mobile? Is he going to run around on you a lot Saturday? Uh, we're we're not really worried about him running around. Um, we uh, 
we're going to, you know, contain him in the pocket, but we're just trying to get after him, get him off his spot, and make him have to make some contested throws. Let me ask you both, and again, we're with Roe Wilkins and Ethan Long. Coach and I talked in the first segment about, yeah, it's tough to get into the hole that, that the Devils were in after one quarter against USC, but... After that first quarter, you hold them to three points, and you get right back in the ball game, and you've got a chance at the end. And I'm certain the coaches look at it this way, and and I know you guys as players have looked this way, that you look at the glass being half full and say, hey, yeah, we were down a bunch, but we didn't fold up our tent and go home either. Yeah. I'll start with you, Ethan. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's something that um, can test to our team and our character and, and what the coaches and staff um, instill in us. Um, being down 28-7 in the first quarter, that's you look at the scoreboard and it's not a fun sight, but um, being able to fight back, our defense did an incredible job of holding them to three, and um, Joey did a great job of being his first college game and coming out there and slinging the ball around. Just just shows that um, the type of mentality and the type of character that is within our um, football team, and we all play for each other and have each other's backs, and we're going to fight till the clock till the clock hits zero. So um, that was, I mean, we didn't see the end result that we wanted, but it was a fun fight. And Ro- Oh, I, I, I could go back to what we, we were just talking about. I would think that as a unit, you guys had to feel pretty good. You gave the offense a chance to try to win the game at the end. And considering the way the game started, that had to make you guys, it had to make you feel a little bit better. It didn't make you feel great. But at the end, you know, you, that's that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. Just give your team, a, give the offense a chance to win it. Yeah, it showed it showed a couple of things. It showed that we had uh, we had heart and we had some pride. And, uh, you know, we weren't going to roll over. But, uh, but, you know, we definitely were not pleased with the performance. Um, you know, we, we uh, kind of, you know, let up, let up too, many, uh, too many points in the first quarter. And uh, that was something that, you know, regardless of how we finished, uh, you know, we want to play a complete game. And uh, we want to win the game. Uh, that's ultimately what it comes down to. So, you know, like, like I said, going into next week, we're going to um, – we're going to do whatever we can to start fast. All right, let's let's talk about this week with Oregon State. And, and I guess the first thing we'll get a quick comment from both of you on is uh, they don't turn the ball over a lot. And so the offense, Ethan, is, you know, you can't go into that game and say, well, we think we're going to get this many takeaways. They just don't cough it up very much. Right, yeah. Um, no, they're, they're a sound football team, and they do take care of the rock, and that's something that we on offense need to do as well is um, value the football and um, the times that we do have the ball, just really um, get it in the zone and, and score points. That's something that we need to um, just find an identity in our offense is um, putting the ball in the end zone and being efficient, and um, however we need to do that, we're going to do it. And, Ro, I, I know you'll play in any kind of weather, and, you, you know, down in Texas you face all kinds of different weather conditions. Yes, Corvallis can be a little dicey, but everything that we read is that it's going to be – you're nodding your head, Ethan. Yeah, it can be, but I don't think it's going to be on Saturday. The last forecast I saw was clouds in mid to low 50s at kickoff. That's football weather. You guys, are, you, that's, that fits you guys to a T, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we'll play in any weather. Uh, you know, we, we like to pride ourselves in being tougher than the opponent, and most football teams should do that. So, you know, whatever whatever kind of weather, uh, you know, comes at us, you know, we'll, we'll face it. But the thing is, is we're, we're, we're not really mad about a 50-degree, you know, sunny sky or, or pretty weather, you know. Like, we're that's 
that's a kind of a environment we want to be playing in. So. Exactly. And you don't want to let Ethan's friends and family down, right, Ro? Exactly. You know, it'd be great weather for the fans. So. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I know it's a, a busy time. It always is on a game week. So we appreciate you taking time to come down and join us here tonight. And good luck Saturday in Corvallis. Ethan and Ro. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, guys. Ro Wilkins, Ethan Long. They'll be uh, up there Saturday along with the rest of the Sun Devil football team to take on Oregon State. 5.30 is the kickoff, by the way. We'll get you broadcast details in our next segment. And we will visit with ASU Offensive Graduate Assistant Mike Berkovici. And the mere mention of his name last week made USC really nervous. I don't understand why, but maybe we'll get an explanation from Berko next on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light third quarter. Hey, even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Uh, Back at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen, every time I say that, everybody's supposed to applaud to prove that we're live. Okay, you're getting getting a little better. Along with uh, Mike Bercovici, our guest in this segment, I'm Jeff Munn for Tim Healy. Tim is over at Desert Financial Arena. Uh, Men's basketball home opener tonight with Central Connecticut State starts at 8. You won't miss a minute of the game. By staying here, and then at 8 o'clock, tune over to KTAR News 92.3. I'm thrilled that our next guest, Mike Bercovici, is here because Burko and I share a very special bond. You know where I'm going with this. I do. As the former radio voice of the Arizona Hot Shots, and you are the starting quarterback <laughs> of the San Diego Fleet. Oh, my heart aches. <laughs> the Alliance of American Football. Yeah. And I missed it. when you guys came to Sun Devil Stadium. I was with women's basketball. I didn't get to see you guys. Yeah, I never thought I'd be in the visitor locker room at Frankish Field. That's but right. I, yeah. You know what? It. it didn't feel good. Here's an interesting little thing that, uh, and I, I'd be curious to know how this ties into your your new career as a coach. You had a chance, and I was actually really happy for you when San Diego got you in that protector pick draft mm-hmm. because Mike Martz is a coach at San Diego, and I thought, well, here's a guy who really knows a lot about moving the football, and he'll teach Burko a lot of stuff. How was, what was it like to play for Mike Martz? It was a challenge at first. I mean, he, his expectations of a league which, you know, a collection of people who are coming from the street, from NFL, I mean – his expectations were that you're Kurt Warner and you have a Super Bowl team and you got to move the ball the same way that they did. So from the second we got there, it was it was gung-ho. And, I mean, he put more on. I don't think there was a team in that league that did probably half the amount of offense that we did. So it was exactly the environment that I wanted to be in because I knew that I had this, you know, I was coming to back to ASU. I talked to Coach Herm in January while I was in training camp. So I said I might as well absorb as much knowledge as i possibly can from you know a football guru and it's definitely helped and you know where i'm at right now yeah and there were a lot of asu guys on that staff larry marmee former yep. asu head coach was the defensive coordinator dave bowler who yeah. was uh who was with uh how many staffs back daryl rogers staff yeah. was the gm so it was it, it was brief but it was fun yeah a lot of sun devils on that and that franchise so called a franchise that's right that. yeah that's right too. and uh like i say it went by way too fast and we won't point fingers and point blame at anybody for why it's gone but so be it the coaching now when did you first start thinking about coaching because i'll bet it, it occurred while you were still playing it, it did it did it kind of started when i was with the chargers actually my second training camp I was sitting there, and I was just kind of a byproduct of a huge trade. When Cardell Jones got signed to the Chargers, I was sitting there with my quarterback coach, and 
he started pawning off the idea of potentially coaching and what how I thought I could fit in and if I even wanted to do it and how big of a serious role it is as a career. So it just kind of stuck in the back of my mind. When you get cut and cut and cut as a player, you start to think more about what the career could be afterwards. And coaching was something that I, I kind of fought for a long time, but, I'm, but I knew deep down in my heart this is something I want to do forever. I notice when I watch games and I'll, TV will point out, okay, this, this person's a graduate assistant, a lot of times the graduate assistant is just kind of staying in the background. But I've been really impressed, and, and I, I'm not kind of leading in anything funny. I'm dead serious. I think you've done a terrific job working with, with Jaden, with Joey, with Ethan, and you're very involved with them during the game, and which has to help them a lot. Yeah, I mean, I well, well, thank you. I mean, partially it might be that bright gold shirt that I have to wear as a well. There, you know, that helps. There, that 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 is fun. But I think my biggest thing that I that I've kind of prided myself on is a it's very unique that i'm in a situation where every quarterback on our roster is a freshman so whether they're mature or not they still haven't had an experience of playing usc they haven't had a road game to corvallis they hadn't had a first game of the season against kent state so i've tried to be that voice for them where they can look to me as someone who's a younger coach who they can ask tougher questions to and feel comfortable getting in you know in-game situations and look to me for confidence and, and help them because I've kind of lived their shoes before. I've seen what they've seen out there on the field and at the same time just do anything we can to win. Yeah, I think you, and that's something else you touched on. You've been you've been where they are recently. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that an older coach can't connect with players. Certainly Herm does a great job connecting Absolutely. with players. But the fact that you have been at, in it recently, both professionally and at the college level, it's kind of what I would bet for, for the guys in the quarterback room. It's when, when you talk, they listen. Well, I, I mean, that, that's credit to them. I mean, they're very – what's amazing to me, and, you know, Coach and I talk about all the time, like these guys are more prepared than ever before they come here. A lot of – we have some high, high, high-level quarterbacks that you'd be amazed the second they walk in the door, uh, you know, in January. They're more polished than – I ever was coming in so the biggest thing that I that I that I try to do is build a level of trust with them and I think what's amazing is when you when they're constantly learning they're constantly able, they're not they're not able to stay in that freshman mode and try to get comfortable and they don't stay in a comfort zone constantly challenging them mentally physically and then you know obviously within that you get the life talks and you talk about you know what it means to be a quarterback or on game day what responsibilities are and and like I always tell them I'm tougher on the backups than I am on the starter because I've most of my time here at ASU I was the backup one snap away from you know being in a football game and it and just so happens that after all these talks and talks and talks through camp Joey got his opportunity last week, and he was there for the team, just like all the other quarterbacks will be. That's, I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my next question. What about your week changed last week, knowing it was going to be Joey? Yeah, you know, when, when we found out that Jaden kind of had, you know, kind of a week that potentially he wasn't going to go lead the team out there, what was so awesome is that nobody flinched. The team didn't flinch. Our quarterback room didn't flinch. Jaden was there for whoever was going to be the guy. Um, and everybody just kind of steps up. And, and my whole thing was to the quarterbacks, it's not as hard as you think. It really isn't. What's hard is that there's 50,000 people in the stands when you're used to high school games. What's hard is that you're used to going against our defense that runs 8,000 different coverages. That's why you prepare. 
That's why you put in the hard work. That's why you wake up earlier than everybody as a quarterback and you get to the stadium earlier. And Joey did everything that he did to put this football team in a position to win the football game, and that's exactly where we were. So it's a credit to him. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you. The, the thing that uh, about Joey, and I think it's obvious to the fans who watch the game on Saturday, he's much more of a pocket passer, big arm. He doesn't fire the ball to where it takes somebody's hands off. He has a nice right. touch and puts it right where it needs to be. In fact, Frank Darby said the thing that impressed him immediately was he put it right where I needed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, receivers, they love, they love you know, they love the opportunity to prove to a quarterback that they can catch a 50-50 ball up. But the thing about Joey and Jaden and Ethan is they're all so different, and they all extend plays differently. What Jaden did against Michigan State late in the game, running and, you know, sometimes I, I sit there and I go, well, g- great job, Jaden. You know, there's nothing yeah. you can say about that. Joey, I've kind of I have a more similar style to, to him as, as far as what my game was. So he extends plays differently within the pocket. And it's amazing is there's no right way to do it. They both find ways to buy time in their each individual way. And they're and they're so different. That's what makes this QB room so unique. So whoever's in there, whether it's Ethan, whether it's Jaden, Joey, the plan is the same, but they all put their own flavor to it. And that's the fun part about coaching. All right, this and we're talking with Mike Berkovici, ASU offensive graduate assistant here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards. This week with Oregon State. They've had they're they're improving in terms of their four and five and uh, bowl eligibility is still a, a possibility out there for them. But the games that I've seen them, their defense hasn't had that lockdown quality yet. There hasn't been a game I wouldn't even call the Cal game one of those, but they held Cal pretty much in check. But it's a defense that you can get some yardage on, I would think. Yeah, I mean they're they're an opportunistic defense. They have a lot of talent. And they're very well coached and they're disciplined. And I think the message for our guys is that they're they're in this they're in the same situation, if not they they're they're desperate for a win. Coach even put up their record uh, today in our team meeting room. They've won a lot of road games. They're very desperate yes. for a home win game. And the same way we are, we have we have a ideal schedule these next three weeks. So this is a must win of all must wins. So the biggest thing that we've learned through the you know first 10 weeks is that we need to focus on ourselves. That's the biggest thing is week in, week out, when we've seen ourselves lose, uh, lose football games, it's been kind of self-inflicted. So when we come off that field you know Saturday night, we just want to make sure we did everything that we could. And you know let's not let talent or anything, let's, let's let it be the detail that lets us win the game. How impressed are you with the fact that in a lot of situations, it's the players saying it, not the coaches having to say it to the players. Yeah. They'll, they'll come to you and say, we need, to, uh, we need to straighten this phase of the game out. We need to get better at this. Yeah, I mean, and that's a credit to Coach Herm. I mean, Coach Herm does an amazing job of letting guys be their own individual style of football players. And that's how you create leadership within this program. And it's very different than when I was here. I mean, guys truly have their own individual style. And, you know, without jeopardizing the integrity of the game by any means. But we have a lot of, you know, inverse feedback. I mean, from guys like freshmen like Ethan, who are captains of this football team, all the way to to, to our starting, you know, seniors who have been here for years and years and years. Let me, uh, we've got about a minute left. This is, I know you're having a good time. I I can tell watching on the sidelines (laughs) you're having a good time with this. Is this, uh, are we thinking in terms of maybe it's too soon to think about long-range goals? But uh, certainly it looks like coaching something you could do for a long time. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's been it's 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 almost it's more stressful being on the sidelines when you're not out there with the ball in your hand. So it's it's definitely weighs on you a little bit in the sense that this is a very serious career and there's a lot of drama involved in it. But I think that I, I love nothing more than seeing a program build, you, you know, getting a group of young guys together for a common goal because you see you now see the life lessons that are learned regardless of what your record is. So, you know, my, my long term goals are, are always the same. I mean, just shoot for the stars and. Let it be that. And in 15 seconds, how do I figure out a way to get Jordan Simone to calm down? It's impossible. Okay. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> there it is. You have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just uh, it's impossible. <laughs> That's right. Burko, I, like I said, I am so impressed with what you've uh, you. done this year. I, I admire the, the decisions you've made to, to go into this coaching career. I wish you nothing but success. And thank I, you. I, just from my standpoint, I think that's exactly what you're going to have for a long time. Well, thank you. It's unbelievable to be back, and this program is in amazing hands. I mean, I couldn't be more excited to be a part of something special because this place is really going to be special in years to come. It is, and it's uh, because of the work of people like Mike Bercovici. Burko, thanks. Yeah, Appreciate thanks you being me. on this week. ASU offensive graduate assistant Mike Bercovici with us. We're back with head coach Herm Edwards right after this on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. Remember, 21 means 21. We're back at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Uh, the ASU men's basketball game. That's right. See, you're right on cue. <laughs> they went, they Applause went. from my own people. Thank you so much. They all went to go watch Bobby Hurley. In the I game. know. They're smart. I know. I and know that, too. It's going to start at 8 o'clock. That's yeah. where Tim is tonight, by the way. I'm Jeff Munn filling in for Tim. Uh, ASU at Oregon State. Let me get the broadcast info out of the way real quick. 5.30 kickoff. That means our radio network coverage starts at 3.30 with the tailgate show. Vince Morata will be filling in for me because I'm going to be up in Minnesota with women's basketball. Yes, I'll take a jacket. And countdown to kickoff at 4.30. The kickoff is at 5.30. There, there's always a lot of numbers when you look at notes on a football team. There was one with Oregon State that was screaming at me as I looked through their notes. Three turnovers. Yeah, they don't turn the ball over. And that, I, I mean, if you're, as a head coach, if you're nine games into a season and you've only turned it over three times, that'll make you sleep a lot better at night. Yeah, the quarterback does a great job of, of not turning it over. Uh, the running backs don't fumble. Uh, so they do a nice job of, you know, playing a clean game offensively. And, and for the most part, um, you know, we've done a pretty good job of not turning the ball over. We, we've gotten some takeaways. Um, we've had some of late, you know. But uh, when you play young young quarterbacks, you figure that they might turn over some. And, and, and then we fell behind some where you, you're almost – the terms of the game dictate what you have to do when you have to throw it. Then, right. then obviously that, that, that's a concern. When, when you can throw it when – when you want to, rather than when you have to, be a little bit different. They say that about bullpens in baseball a lot. Use it when you want to, not when you have to. That's exactly right. Jonathan Smith said something interesting, and I think it's it's really elementary given the, the way the season's gone. In his press conference on, on Tuesday, he said, I've never seen a year where there have been so many games where we faced a backup quarterback. There have been a lot of quarterbacks just in this league that have gone down during the course of the season. Well, there has, and, and you think about it even in, in the National Football League. And, yeah. Um, you know, when you... That's why you have to have two quarterbacks. There's, there's. Look, when I when I took the when I took the job, when we started recruiting, I said we, we can't have two guys, three, right? 
Because you're one hit away from another guy going in. And then and be, because of the fact that the ball is in the air so much now in college football as well as in pro football, those guys are exposed. And, uh, you know, the way people slow your offense down is, you know, the, the saying on defense is, I want to see your second quarterback play. Right. Well, and, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's, that's the rule on defense. I want to see the second guy play. The ironic thing to that is the game, they, they've done so much in football to try to protect quarterbacks. And still, because so many of them are mobile, they're exposed and that leads to injuries. It does. And, and, and I think the way the game is played, um, a 40-pass football game in college football is nothing anymore. Right. And so if you go back 40 times, you're, you're probably going to get rushed. And hopefully, you know, the defense can get to you at times. And that's what happens. But you would still hope, going back to what we talked about in relation to Eno, if, if your offense is operating the way you want it to, you're you're carrying the ball a lot more and you're throwing it. Yes. And, um, you know, you, the saying is you you, you, you run to win, you, you, you pass to score. Yeah, because that's what gives you the big plays in the passing game. And, and it's set up. And, and Oregon State does a great job. they got a great play-action passing game. A lot of 12 personnel, two tight ends, and all of a sudden they get going. And before you know it, they're running it, running and then all of a sudden the guy's wide open because it's a play-action pass. And so they've done a nice job of, of, of blending both together. Yeah, Jake Luton and Hodgins, wide receiver, yeah. they're, they're as good a quarterback-receiver combo as, the, as there yeah. is in the league. Yes, he's, he's one of the better receivers. Big, You know, he played in our game last year and he got hurt. He hurt his hamstring. Yeah, uh, but that's now, right. I remember yeah, he hurt that. his hamstring, but but he's a really good player. He's he's you know probably first team Pac-12, I would think. Yeah, you been to Corvallis before? I have. I went there when I was at Cal. Uh, Chester Caddis was the coach. Oh, Back in wow. the, remember Chester Caddis? Wow, yes, I do. Uh huh. Went out nope. there and played him. Sure did. It used to be in the in the days of Coach Cush when when ASU was in the whack. They had about four or five years away. They would play Oregon State every year, and that was about as big as a bowl game on the ASU schedule because oh, yeah. they were in the Pac-8. That's exactly right. And so everybody was geared up to play Oregon State. That was when D. Andros was the coach there. Yeah, and um, uh, it, it's you know it's then and then at Oregon. Um, I played against them as well as, as a freshman coming out of high school. Uh, Bobby Moore, yes, was the running back who later became known Ahmad as Ahmad Rashad. Rashad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we Dan, remember Dan Fouts was a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah they're you can, good you can score a few points Ooh, when you got Dan Fouts passing to Ahmad Rashad. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. so it's uh, you get a little break on the weather. Not that that's ever an issue with your team, but it, it, we've had years where ASU's gone up there and the weather's been a lot worse than than what it's going to be on Saturday. Yeah, and I think our guys, you know, they 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 dealt with the weather at Utah and did a pretty good job. I yeah, mean, it's um, so I don't think the weather's a factor. It's just as, you know, Merkel just mentioned, we got to win a game again. I mean, every game we play now is a must win. Yeah. That's, that's just got to be the mindset, and we got to find a way to win football game. What's your sense of the locker room? I think going? it's good. I think the kids have been good. Uh, you know, they, they, they've worked at it this week, and, and we're going to have a challenge, but we're prepared to play. Well, I'll miss being uh, alongside on the radio uh, in a way with you guys on Saturday, but uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Good luck up there, and uh, let's get a win and come home and wrap up the home schedule. That'd be stuff. nice. That'd be nice. I'd like that idea. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Thank I really you. appreciate Thank it. Thank you, my friend. Head Coach Herm Edwards with us. Tim will be back next week and we'll all be back here at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen next Thursday. A reminder, Saturday 5.30 kick. 
Our pregame coverage starts at 3.30 with the tailgate show with Vince Morata and Jordan Simone. Then countdown to kickoff with Vince and a cast of thousands at 4.30 and the kickoff at 5.30. Thanks to our host at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Thanks to our live audience. Applause, applause, applause. Till next Thursday night, for the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy, I'm Jeff Munn, saying thank you for listening to All Aboard, a presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Midfirst Bank.